It's my podcast today. Change, change, change. Of course we're talking about change. Of course, why not? So, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, I'm gonna tell you the truth too. Here's my podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope that you are doing okay. And by the way, let me just tell you, uh, we're really getting into our sweet spot, uh, starting to get a lot of individuals that are tuning in, especially now that we've um, added Apple um, Music uh, to one of the platforms uh, that we stream from. Um, It's good to be able to engage with you all. So anyways, my name is Andre. I'm both the host and founder of BSTL. And I'm just happy to have you all here. Um, Today, I'm going to give you a bonus conversation. Um, And uh, the reason why I want to give you a bonus one is there's this thing that I've been wrestling with in my mind. Um, And I thought that I would just get it out here on this platform. Um, So anyways, recently I um, went into my barbershop. I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, I've been going there now for a long time. Um, I'm not necessarily one who's like hooked to a specific shop or not. Um, and, uh, so I, I found this space that's not too far away from my home. Um, it's like in a little nook in the town of Durham or the city of Durham, um, out here in Ontario. And, um, I go there every single week, um, even during the pandemic, um, my barber, he was so good to me uh, that he just found a way to help me look halfway decent. And I shouldn't say halfway decent. Um, he's like a really good uh, barber. And so he's been giving me fades and tapers and his son works in the shop as well. And uh, it's just been like really, really cool. And I, I enjoy uh, going to the barber shop. And, you know, kind of uh, when I think about it, the barber shop has been a real uh, staple for me uh, throughout my whole entire life. And I don't know, those of you that are listening, maybe this resonates with you. I hope it does, especially for those of you that are in the African, Canadian, uh, Caribbean, uh, American community, and worldwide, right? Because uh, black people aren't the only ones that go to the go to the barbershop. Um, but, you know, as a kid kind of growing up, um, the barbershop, uh, it was a place, like it's a real place. And uh, not everybody that listens um, to uh, this podcast knows um, about what the barbershop means to uh, myself, my community. Um, But it's not just a space uh, for where um, people get haircuts and they just go home. Like the barbershop is a real uh, therapeutic place where people go uh, to get a haircut, to have good conversations, to catch up. Uh, to gossip, uh, and the list goes on. Like It's like this one-stop shop. And maybe if I was a woman, I would know a little bit more about the salon, and I suspect that the salon is the same kind of way. Uh, the salon is a space where women go and they vent and they have conversations. They come out with amazing hairstyles, but uh, the salon, like the barbershop, is a space uh, that is, to me, a, a place for, for therapy where people can go and get great advice. And, you know, it, it, it almost has me thinking to myself, oh, how I wish um, that barbers, um, the government would find a way to certify them um, in the area of counseling because some of the smartest people that I've ever met, uh, and I know we're always talking about formal education and I'm not against formal education, uh, but when you've got somebody that you entrust um, to make you look good day after day, week after week, when you sit down in their chair, um, there's a lot that happens. There's trust 
uh, that's developed. There's a friendship. There's a camaraderie. Uh, some of them even become like family to you. Like my barber, uh, we were exchanging information not too long ago about family and my last name and his last name, his family last name, and we weren't sure. So, you know, he had a birthday party for his daughter in a restaurant that he also owns, um, and he allowed me to just be in there for uh, the celebration of his daughter's birthday. And we, you know, we kind of connected that way. So the barbershop is not just... Um, a space uh, for haircuts. It's a place where we build uh, relationship and, 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 and friendships and family. Like, it's all of the above. So anyways, let me toggle, fast forward uh, to recently. Um, I went for my regular Friday haircut. Um, I walk into uh, the barbershop, and it's intense. And let me just tell you, uh, people are often uncomfortable with intensity, but this was some, like, really, really good um, intensity, right? So I walk in, I'm not sure what they're talking about, um, but I can tell by the body language. And anybody that knows anything about the, bo- um, the, the body language of the barbershop, you know that when you walk into that space and the TV is turned down a little bit lower and the bodies are leaning forward and the legs are kind of spread, you know that there's something happening in there and not everybody's in agreement, So anyways, on this occasion, um, you know, the guys that are in there, they're just talking about like relationships, right? And, you know, there's some older men in there, there's some younger men in there, there's some middle-aged men in there, and they were just beginning to talk about relationships and what it looks like in the streets and uh, some of the challenges that people have within um, their relationships and where do they move forward. And it was so interesting listening to all of these young men completely vulnerable, completely um, open, like that's what I walked into. They were just like having this conversation. And let me just also say this. Um, One of the things I love about the barbershop is it's one of the few places where you can be completely yourself and not have to worry about anybody like ridiculing you. And you know what's interesting? Like in any other space, if you put a bunch of men in the room And even if you add a couple of women in the room, the dynamic is completely different. It's not the same. People are not as open and transparent, and they're not going to open up. But the barbershop, like, there's no rules of engagement there, but you just know that whatever happens here, it just stays here. And there's this one guy that's in the room, and he's like, look, man, I'm tired of running these streets. (laughs) He's like, I want to settle down, but... I can't seem to find what I'm looking for. And I'm like, okay, you know, because now I've listened a little bit to what he has to say. I'm like, well, what are you looking for? And he's like, I want this and I want that and I want the other and I want to build with somebody and da, da, da. But every time I go to the club, I can't seem to find her there. And so I ask him, you know, not just as a pastor, I ask him as a person, if the club is the hookup spot, Why do you assume that you're going to find your wife there? Now, let me just say this, because I know somebody's going to be like, look, don't judge me uh, because I'm in the club. And I'm not judging anybody that's in the club. But if the club is anything like what I remember it used to be, you don't necessarily find your wife there. You might find a good time. It's a good space to listen to music. But it's not necessarily the place where you're going to land your plane Not unless, you know, whoever's there that you meet is not a regular there and they're just kind of like hanging out. Yes, I know I sound judgy, um, but that's the way that it was. 
So anyways, he's talking a little bit about what he's looking for and how he wants to build something that lasts. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So that's why I'm all in, because I recognize that this young man who doesn't look like he would sound this way, and and that's the, the, the beauty of the barbershop. Like, when I'm listening to this guy talking, if I close my eyes, he sounds and looks a different way, but when I open my eyes and I listen to him talking, he doesn't look the way that he's talking. And that's the other thing about this great space that we call the barbershop. Like, there's some ultra smart, um, family oriented, responsible men that are just there in their kicks, their track pants, uh, their 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 sweaters, their hoodies. They've got their afros that are tapered. They've got their fullback um, baseball hats. Like, that's what they look like in the barbershop. And let me also say this. The barbershop is a place where there are no rules in terms of language, right? So uh, for some, um, they have avoided the barbershop because, you know, sometimes uh, the language is a little bit grimy. Like, people don't always uh, talk, um, you know, nicely in there. Sometimes the language can be a little bit whatever. But at the same time, it's authentic and it's it's transparent and you know back to this guy he's like using a lot of words that um people might be uncomfortable with but you know i'm okay with it 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 doesn't bother me like when i go to the shop everybody knows that i'm a pastor but i don't use my pastoral card as a means to have them filter my way like i'm just there i'm neutral and that's the way they talk in the streets and that's the way that they talk on the block so i'm i'm okay with that but as he's explaining himself and talking about what it is that he's looking for and what it is that he wants i recognize that the 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 the, the gentleman that owns the barbershop he is like the head psychotherapist in that space and it's incredible, like when I watch him navigating the room, like he's got somebody in his chair and he's cutting and he stops and he takes out the edger and he's lining things up and he's got the razor blade and he's spraying things. And yet he's not even missing a beat, like he's just having this conversation as if it's the only thing that he's doing. And as he's now trying to explain to this young man um, what it is and how it is that he's got to look for what he's looking for and how important it is that he's able to focus on what the main thing is first and perhaps even thinking about hooking up and, and, and wifing somebody a little bit later once he gets himself together, I realize that there is a tremendous respect for the guy that has the razor in his hand. And as he's got the, the, the razor in his hand, I realize that, you know, we as a community have really diminished the power of this one little space that's got three chairs, two barbers, a bunch of seats, some baseball hats, some reggae music, um, TSN playing on the television, but a little bit lower. I wish that we wouldn't diminish what the barbershop is just because it's a formal setting to where information is shared. But it's not just the information. It's not just the relational piece. The barbershop is one of the few places where you can still go and get your fix up. And when I say your fix up, what I really mean is, is that the barber, I have seen some guys who come in there looking rough and rugged. I mean, I get a haircut every week, so I mean, I try to do the upkeep. Uh, that's important to me. I mean, I'm older as well, so maybe that's why it's a little bit more important to me. But I've seen some guys come in there with the big track pants, um, um, pants hanging, the hoodie, uh, the whatever. I mean, they look like they don't care. 
but they do care. I mean, the reason why they're in the shop is not just for the conversation. They've also come uh, to, to, to sit in the seat of the barber that they believe is going to make them look better than when they arrived. And so when I look at um, how these guys often stroll in there, and I, I like to go uh, when it's after school, right? Because during the daytime, it's, you know, a lot of people who are retired. And when I go in there, when it's earlier in the day, the conversation is completely different. Like, it's a whole new different demograph. You've got, like, older individuals, people that are retired, people who have um, health challenges, people who just want to come in before the crowd is there. And so the conversation is different. Um, but it's still deep. So back to these young guys before I get back to the older uh, demographic when I go earlier in the day. You know, as they're sitting in the chair, they're like, look, I want to look this way. They're, they're going out on a date or they're going to a wedding or some of them, they're even going to church, whatever the case may be. They are trusting the barber uh, to guide them with information, but also to help them uh, to, 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 to live better and do things in a better kind of way. And so, you know, with all of this transparency in the barbershop, here's what I've come to discover. Um, young people are hurting. <laughs> Maybe I'll start there. They're, they're hurting um, because they have expectations that they don't always share at home uh, with their parents, uh, whether they're in a nuclear family or a blended family or a single um, parent family, they have the same level of, um, of frustration that everybody else does. Like, I'm so surprised in 2022 uh, to hear, like, young men who look like they're thugging saying out loud, you know, like, I miss my mom or I, I wish I had a better relationship with my father. Like, these are some, um, some of the things that they're talking about in the barbershop, which helps me to understand that while there may be like issues and challenges in people's homes, the need is still the same. Like people in the barbershop who look like me, um, some of them are lighter than me. Some of them are darker than me. Some of them are younger than me. Some of them are older than me. Here's the reality. They all seem to be looking for the same thing. And that is a relationship. Wow. Like that's what happens in the barbershop. Um, because a lot of the conversation is always around relationships. So let me just pivot for a minute because we've talked a lot about like the young men. And I hope you can appreciate this bonus conversation um, because here at BSTL, when we talk about building something that lasts, I'm hoping that this conversation is going to get somebody to maybe not cut your hair at home. <laughs> like, go ahead and come up with your $30, $40, $50 and go and sit in the barbershop. Go, like, when it's rush hour so you can see what the people are saying that are living in the block. Like, so you can see and hear uh, the pain and the passion, the, the love, the joy, the uncertainty, the nerves. Like, you've got to hear it at the barbershop because nothing, I promise you, there is no other space. And look... Let me even say this to you. Um, as a pastor, even though I try to create um, a neutral space in my churches, wherever I've pastored, even when I'm doing workshops and doing leadership things, I try to create a very uh, transparent space where people can say whatever they want to and be upfront and honest and transparent with no judgment. Can I just tell you, I don't have the same level of success that I've experienced at every single barbershop that I've ever sat in. There's just something about that space that creates trust. 
uh, that creates a level of openness that really creates a great conversation. So now let me pivot over to older folk. When I go there during the day when I don't necessarily feel for all the noise and all the cussing and all that other stuff, I go earlier in the day um, because seniors, they like to get their, their, their hair cut, their lineup, and then they're out before everybody comes in with all of the kerfuffle. So here's what I've discovered when I go in earlier in the day and, and the demograph is a little bit different. Uh, when I listen to those individuals talking, they're talking about health concerns. They're talking about regrets. Uh, they're talking about things that they thought would have gone a different way. They're talking about relationships that didn't work out the way that they thought they would. They're talking about marriages that did not last. And they're even talking about their children who come later on in the day. Uh, they're talking about the dreams and the hopes that they had for them, um, but they're not sure whether or not their children are going to be able to regroup and recoup and make use of the time. They're, they're nervous because they're like, I worked so hard. I came from Africa. I came from the Caribbean. I came from the United States, and I thought that I would give them a better quality of life, and for some reason or another, they're not necessarily making the cut. And as they're now getting older and health challenges creep up and money is still not, you know, perhaps what it could have been or what they thought it would have been. It's interesting just to hear that even though both individuals are not in the shop at the same time, the barbershop is the space where the old and the young get to truly like say out loud, like we do believe in family. We do believe in community. We do believe in the village. Like sometimes I say to myself, I wish that young people could hear how their parents speak of them in their absence. And here's the thing. It's not that they endorse all of the nonsense that younger people do. But at the core, what I'm learning through the barbershop is that both generations love one another, but they just don't seem to be able to come together and talk it through. And maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe that's why there's a struggle in my community, right? Maybe that's why um, this marriage thing is down and, and these children are being born and, and raised primarily between, you know, moms and, 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 and the, the parents of the father who may not be involved and maybe he's moved on to another relationship. Like, I don't know how it all comes together, but there is a disconnect and the disconnect is that both generations seem to misunderstand one another, but the barbershop seems to be a space uh, for reconciliation. And here's what I think. Like, we have to find a way uh, to make the barbershop great again. You know, like, <laughs> one of the best things and the worst things that happened is when the, the clipper became affordable. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I was like, wow. Uh, a haircut's expensive at $15. I, I need to learn how to cut my own hair. And then when I went over to, you know, like Sally's Beauty Salon to go and look at how much it costs for a razor when I just would have been a young man with barely a part-time job, when I saw that the razor cost $150, I'm like, no, I, I don't have those kind of funds right now. I've got to, like, continue to go to the barbershop. And so that's kind of why I've always been at the barbershop because, you know, I just grew up knowing that this is the space that you come to for a haircut and a great conversation. 
And maybe what I'm trying to say to us um, that are listening today, and really, the barbershop is interchangeable, right? So not every culture needs the barbershop the way that the black community does. But there are some other spaces, like in Toronto, it's such a diverse space. Like I think about when I was a younger man and I would go downtown to a place called Lansdowne in St. Clair and the gelato um, ice cream shop, shop, the Italians were there and they were sitting outside and they were there for hours. And then when I would go into Scarborough, we had the spot and the spot was like a place for billiards and you'd go up there and you'd see a lot of Asian young people that would be in there playing pool. Like the reality is the barbershop is the symbol for where people communicate the things that really matter to them in their lives. And I think that um, part of helping this next generation, right, because this is a podcast um, that is here for leadership and helping people to get to the next level and helping individuals to build something that lasts, the reality is I, I think that it's going to be important moving forward that we reestablish some of these spaces that may look um, not necessarily uh, overly intrusive. It may not necessarily be high end. It may not necessarily be in the best uh, parts of the neighborhood. But here's the reality. We've got to find a way to create spaces where people can talk openly and freely, but then there's one dimension that I would love to see happen better. Uh, I'm always talking about this transgenerational thing, and, and I'm speaking about it again because the older folk, they go to the barbershop when the younger folk are at school or at work or doing something else. And the younger folk, they go to the barbershop when their parents are at home preparing meals or preparing to go to their evening shift. So there's no overlap and because everybody's working and they're moving and they're doing things because life can be busy and hectic, I just, I want for us to recreate a space where we can find the time to put all of the different generations in the room at the same time to have the conversation so that we can actually clarify and understand that while we may uh, speak differently and think differently, the core of our community is family. The core of our village, it's family. The core of our resilience, it's all found in this thing that we call multi-generational. And I think if we kind of find where that is and where we can do that and how we can do that well, I think we're going to begin to see the, that there's a bridging um, between the different groups of people uh, that actually creates an opportunity for healing restoration, and then for preparedness to tackle whatever the future has to hold. I was encouraged on that day when I went to the barbershop because I recognized that while the spaces that are safe seem to slowly but surely be fading away, the barbershop still, to me, is king of the castle for where people can come and have a conversation about what matters to them that is safe, non-judgmental, which, create, which creates healing. My name's Andre Anderson, and of course, this is uh, BSTL, which stands for Building Something That Lasts. If you'd like to send me an email, here's my email address, bstlinc21 at gmail.com. Send a message there, and I'd love to have a broader conversation. But big up to the barbershop. It's still doing what it's supposed to do. Cut here and restore people. Take care until next time.